0: Christopher Schmidt spent his first career as a U.S. Army Green Beret leading teams in super fast-paced environments in Afghanistan, the Sahara, Western Europe, and the Balkans. He advised the President of Mali in counterterrorism infrastructure and directed friendly forces in uncertain combat environments. In his second career, Chris is an MBA program instructor and he founded the Azimuth Consulting Group to facilitate leadership workshops and non-traditional adventure-based outdoor leadership development. An enduring military mantra is adapt and overcome. This is a rallying cry for unseen challenges and life's curveballs, and a reminder that dire circumstances will not defeat us. When the mission matters, we rise to the occasion. This podcast combines military veteran experiences, business acumen, and the human spirit for potent solutions to real world challenges.
1: Chris, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks, Cheryl, and I feel honored to be a part of this project.
1: We're really interested in talking to you about your experiences in the military. As you know, healthcare workers are deploying in large numbers to the new front, which is fighting the COVID-19 virus. And they're walking into a really difficult, unknown situation like they've never experienced before. Could you share something in your experience that you feel is similar?
2: You know, when I was thinking about this question and how we would go about doing this um, first of all I you know I, I felt that uh, we need to pass to them a, a huge message of thank you for your service uh, as they're doing that and recognizing that as they step into that it's it's like stepping into the swamp in Ranger School in Ranger school towards the end of uh, this arduous journey we go to Florida and we don't go to Florida on the beach we go to Florida in the Yellow River and and part of this winter phase for me was stepping into the mangrove swamp and moving from knee deep to waist deep to chest deep. And that just takes your breath away. It, it creates angst. It creates an anxiety. Your brain is going, hey, let's get out of here. Uh, this is this is really bad. And what we all had to do is just take a breath and recognize that. We've been here before. And once we recognize where we've been here before, we recognize, hey, if this was easy, well, anyone could do it. So that's why I'm here, because because I am training to be one of the best. And I guess that's what I'd extend to them, is that the reason why they're selected to go to this, to the problem of our age, uh, and, and quite possibly... You know, we'll need to return to these kind of situations in the future to say, you know, I can do this. I can take a breath and I can get out of, oh, my goodness, I just don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing here and say, I've been here before and embrace the suck. You know, that embrace the th- suck thought, uh, the song that pops into my head in those times is uh the hello darkness, my old friend. Uh, I, I've come to talk with you again. I I'm I'm there. I've I've been here before. And that and that helps it be all right. It doesn't make it easier, but it moves the entire situation from fight or flight in the amygdala forward into the prefrontal cortex and allows you then to be your best and do amazing things.
1: That's great, Chris when you know you're about to walk into a situation that may be very ambiguous um the the fog of war how do you prepare yourself or your teams for that
2: as a leader especially in a crisis situation there's there's a balance between empathy over here on the right and and competence over here on the left and again as a leader to, to take that breath to center and then provide clarity that bridges competence and empathy. If you're too far over here on the right and you're you're just very, very empathetic, people are still looking for you for direction. But if you're over here providing direction and you're not connecting with the, the necessary human element of the situation, well, then you're not real. So I find that. If I can bridge those two sides with clarity of direction, clarity of purpose, clarity of knowing that, once again, the reason why I'm here is because this is hard. The reason why I'm here is because I'm the best at this. If this was easy, anyone could do it. And they need me.
1: What intrinsically gets you through tough moments?
2: You know, tough moments, they drive that that existential angst, that, that feeling when you're in the swamp, right? And, and, oh no, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be waist deep. I'm going to be, oh, I'm chest deep. No, I'm, it's going to go over my head if I step in the wrong spot. And it's, it's breathing. And it it is, it is that this is the space that I'm my best. This is the space that I've been trained for. This is the space that, and whether that was in Afghanistan, we had, We had hard things that need to be accomplished off the map. We got to the end of the road in Farah in southwest Afghanistan, and we started our mission there. And we went with host nation and Italian forces, and we're stopping for espresso every 45 minutes to an hour. And it's 122 degrees, and everything seems completely wrong because we're off the map. But realize that the reason why I'm here is because I'm good at this. This is what I do there's there's times that we were we were looking to solve really hard problems in places like the sahara and niger and once again we were stepping off the map and to be able to get the teams to recognize how they could be their best was really an exercise in clarity of purpose and and ultimately and ultimately having them recognize that the reason why they're there is because no one else could do it and they needed to be the ones that could solve problem.
1: The other side of that coin is how have you received help from others? So maybe in a difficult moment, what has someone else done for you that's helped you push forward?
2: Going back to the song, um, Hello Darkness, My Old Friend, and Embracing the Suck, having partners along with you on the ride. Uh, and, you know, finishing that second part of I Come to Talk with You Again, to have those partners to talk it out. To rem- remind me to breathe, uh, to do that four-second breath in, hold it for seven seconds, exhale for eight. Uh, remind me four, seven, eight, and breathe. And and remind me that, hey, you know, <laughs> you know, it ends up being humor. It ends up being uh, you, you get to that spot, and uh, it seems absolutely ridiculous, and everyone starts breaking up into a laugh. It's contagious. All of you start laughing. You're going. It's almost morbid that we're laughing, but but we know that we can handle this because we've been here before. And those are the moments then that, hey, the sun's going to rise in the morning. Uh, we're going to be all right, and uh, and we're going to be able to accomplish this because that's what we do. We get it done always. always. I mean, it's essential. It's essential.
1: A little humor to break the tension, huh?
2: Well, in a crisis situation, it's hard to find a chance to break away.
1: What other ways do you express in addition to humor?
2: Finding that that one single sun ray that you can get out in the sun. I have a huge need of being outside. I, I, I live in North Bend in the mountains. I, I need to be here, and I knew that I needed to be here, especially as I was transitioning, especially as I was going to step into something that was completely unknown. Uh, I knew that being in the mountains was something that I needed. Uh, but I also know that you know you when you're in some of these some of these roles, you just can't escape to the mountains. You can dream about going there, and that that was what brought me through in a lot of places. a lot of places and times that I was in the Sahara or the desert in Afghanistan or places in the stands or other hot, dry, not so vacation like spots. Um, thinking about being in the sun on the snow. Uh, those are all things that make me happy. And finding that happy place if only for a moment. Finding a spot just to sit in the sun. Um, that rebuilds your soul. It, it it gives you more a boost to go back and continue to get it done and do what do what you do best.
1: Little moments of mindfulness.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess that's what it is. It is mindfulness. And it probably you're right. Probably there probably the step is more than just the, the visual I had is just the sunlight hitting my face. Uh, the visual I was having was just that thought of taking a breath. But, you know, you could probably that's that's the moment of taking that that four, seven, eight, thinking through. Hey, why I'm here. And I'm here because I'm just being my best self. And and maybe even appreciating the fact that I'm in this hard spot, but I'm in this hard spot because I've arrived because. I'm, I'm achieving what I set out to do. And that's be a spot that be a person that's dependable.
1: Let's talk a little bit about resilience. Uh, first thing I'm interested in, what is your take on what resilience is? And do you have any resources for resilience that you can recommend?
2: First, a definition, resilience is the space between getting what you need, or in this case, not getting what you need, And going into a stress reaction it's it's that space of resilience is taking that breath and stealing yourself before you step chest deep into the swamp and recognize I've been here before I'm embracing the suck Uh, I'm okay with this Um, and it's not allowing yourself to go into that that stress behavior or everything going back into your uh, going into your amygdala and going into a fight or flight and going, oh my goodness, like there's not enough protection equipment. Uh, I don't have enough body armor. Uh, I'm not even sure if my weapon is the right one. I should, maybe I should be doing something different. But taking a breath and saying, no, I'm prepared. I know what I'm doing. That's resilience. And what are some of the resources? Uh, you know, I think the biggest resource is is that mental map of of providing yourself the knowledge that you've been here before and that you've, that you've done this. There's, there's a great book. um, uh, It's called uh, Everyday Survival by Lawrence Gonzalez. He wrote a book called Deep Survival that was a bestseller and this is his latest one. But the, the, the the tagline on the book is why smart people do stupid things. Uh, And uh, you know, it, it really starts off with the idea of, People that are in a state park in a really populated area, but the moment that they get off the trail some and stray and they don't know where they're at, they're lost. Then they start doing crazy things Uh, and they probably just need to turn one cardinal direction, any one direction, and they'd be all right. But they start spinning and getting out of control. And that's resilience is stopping, taking a breath, getting back to being your best self. And solving the problem, and if we allow ourselves to to get stuck in that angst, to get stuck in that stress behavior, that's when things go bad, and and we can
1: rise above that. It sounds like being able to recognize that stress behavior, stress response in yourself or in others, is really important in kind of crisis situation.
2: Absolutely, and that's what's great about having a team and having that those not only darkness being your friend but your buddies entering that darkness together uh, so that they could maybe call you out too and saying hey uh, why are you doing that you only do that uh, <laughs> when when you're stressed um and you know and, and in this situation it often is you have to call it out on yourself but but it's but it's recognizing those things that you do and it's part of that prep, right? It's part of that, those things that you do prior to going in, those those things that you think about in these these hours uh, prior to getting on the flight and, and arriving at the mission uh, or during the flight and going through that checklist of how I'm prepared, how am I going to, you know, walking through the route, uh, not only knowing where you're at, but knowing where you're going and knowing that you're strong enough. Be able to make it that whole way along.
1: Speaking of preparing, here's the situation. You're packing for your next deployment. What is the one thing that you bring that will bring you comfort in difficult times?
2: Well, first of all, you have to have toilet paper. Of course. <laughs> without, without toilet paper. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty serious about that. Uh toilet paper and wet wipes. Yeah, those are those are, if you forget that uh and if i'm going into the wilderness it's my favorite spoon um because uh as you're eating your meal if you don't have you know it's not like you're gonna get silverware set for you it is that thing that helps you remember that you're your best it is that you know i i always i always bring a backup i have my backup my my old lens at a compass and that goes in my pack and I guess if things go bad enough and I'm rifling through my pack things been there with me through my whole journey it was something that I had as a private and brought me through navigation from West Point to Ranger School to Special Forces training to um, it went along on me and almost all my missions so you know having that compass well, I mean, there's a there's a ton of great analogies there, right? Having that compass helps you remember that, hey, I'm 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 living I'm living my dream. I'm I'm moving in my true north, uh, and uh, I'm doing what it is I do.
1: Chris, that seems particularly appropriate for someone whose company is called Asmith Consulting. I know you're always following your inner compass. I want to thank you so much. Uh, we're going to wrap, but do you have any last advice for these healthcare professionals that are rushing to the new front?
2: Well, I think, I mean, I think that, uh, there's no better time to say thank you for your service. Uh, and thank you for, for choosing a profession that clearly is all about service to others and realize that, um, the reason why you're on this trip is because you're one of the best uh, and and be your best.
1: Thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate your insight and your experience.
2: Thanks, Cheryl. Thank you.
0: Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you'll share this with a healthcare worker or a first responder that you care about. Also, we hope you'll subscribe. This podcast was sponsored by TA Group Holdings with a partnership with New West Group. Till next time, adapt and overcome.